Hey guys, welcome to the Gals Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Vatsa. I'm your other host, Maeve. And today we're going to talk about our recession starter pack. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, though, if you've really been enjoying our content. Our podcast has its own Instagram. It's called at Gals Getting Rich. Again, that's at Gals Getting Rich. And we have a bunch of content on just like day-to-day money moves, kind of continuing our podcast. And if you like it, please give it a follow. LMAO, because we only have one post so far. Hey, we're working on it. We're working. It's a work in progress. Exposed, exposed. <laughs> so in today's episode, we are going to cover our top six tips for surviving an upcoming recession. What'd you get from DoorDash? Planto Queen. Also, the hilarious thing is I'm pretty sure this meal that I ordered is for two people, but I'm about to eat the whole thing myself. Oh, I would. It's sushi. It's like vegan sushi. That is literally my favorite meal. Do you remember when we went to like Beyond Sushi mm. in the garment district? Mm. Changed my life. That rainbow roll changed my life. So good. Okay. Okay. Let's get to it. I'm not eating or anything. Let's, uh, we'll record. Okay. So yeah, Maeve, I'm curious to see what you feel about it. Generally, I feel relaxed. I mean, I know right now it feels like job security wise everything seems okay but I will say every time I check my 401k or any of my investment any of my investments not just my 401k I uh, do feel a little bit of sink in my heart uh, seeing how low everything is right now Um, yeah I'm like wow am I a bad investor no I'm not I just uh, am you know I'm not timing the market I am letting time I'm, I'm working on time in the market and, uh, you know, sometimes, some days it does better than others. And the days I'm like, yeah, I'm not down 20%. I'm like, let's go. I feel rich. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, even if it's down now, it's fine, right? Like the point is to keep putting money in now because technically things are on sale. We love a good sale, whether it's Nordstrom or Macy's or whatever your favorite store is. Mine is the stock market. It's, it's good. Like I'm not going to need this money right now i'm not retiring anytime soon so uh yeah it's good i'm I'm vibing you're vibing yeah no i think that's the hardest thing about a recession is like if you are still investing throughout it and you don't see your net worth or just any investment balances go up i think it really messes with your self-efficacy which is like the correlation between cause and effect like you feel like you're doing so much, but you're not seeing the results and it kind of just like bums you out. I know I've like invested as much as I felt like I could this year and my net worth has only like tanked. It's like so bad, but that's okay. It's a long-term game. And as long as like we're diversified, we keep investing and we don't sell our shares, like we're fine. We're fine. It's just kind of a bummer. It's like that meme with the dog and the fire around it, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, everything's fine. We're just we're just trying to get by. I think the interesting thing with this recession is seeing how hard crypto is tanking. I, oh my God, we both use Celsius and they've like halted like trading. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's your feeling on Celsius right now I know a lot of people have asked me and I honestly haven't even logged into the app but the one cool thing though is we are still getting our weekly interest payment kind of hype 
It's the only thing keeping me going right now these days. <laughs> I know. And I don't want to pull my money out of Celsius because if we pull out now, we don't get to keep that interest rate. If we invest in crypto in the future with them. Um, if you guys aren't aware, the FTC, was it FTC? Who runs like Federal Trade Commission, right? Or Financial yeah. Trade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> financial Trade. We don't even know what it is, but the FTC. I know the acronym. <laughs> Yeah, we know the acronym. What is FTC? Oh, it's Federal Trade Commission. Okay. So Celsius is a European app. I think it's technically British. Um, it's a British UK crypto app. And they give you interest for holding crypto in their app on a weekly basis. And they call it a reward. It's not interest because it's not like a bank account. Like your money's invested. But Vatsa and I are getting like 5 to 7% back on our crypto. And the FTC has determined that apps, crypto apps can't give you money for being invested. And so if you were invested prior to a certain date, you can still get your interest. But now going forward, you can't. So that just like makes me want to keep my money in there. Because I want, I'm only invested in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And I know I want those in the long run, you know? So I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think it's definitely scary in the long run. But if you think about it, everyone does say, oh, crypto is dead. Crypto is dead. And then it eventually comes back. So I have money in it. And that's why I'm trying to be positive about it. It is low, but I don't think it's worth pulling out just now. Like, I haven't lost all my money yet. I think it'll be okay. Um, But that's my thought process for anything, right? Like, if it's down, just hold it until you absolutely need it. I'm very much a hold on or die type of girl right now. Uh, maybe my investment strategy will change, but definitely just not taking stress. I have other things that give me anxiety. This is not one of those things. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important to note that we both have not put like our life savings into crypto. Like we put a very nominal amount in there, you know, like our lives are not dependent on it. That was just kind of like fun investing. I have a good chunk, but it's fine. I, I don't look at that number that's in Celsius when I'm looking at my net, net worth. Like, I know Maeve has a whole tracking and, and, and does that with net worth gal, but I, I very much am like, oh, I have roughly X amount of money. Cool. <laughs> Things are good. I'm very, like, loose um, in, in, in my tracking, but I generally know, like, how much is there. So as long as it doesn't go to below a certain number, I'm, I'm happy. And, and the biggest thing right now, right, is savings. If something were to go south, I know I have enough cash. Right. Yeah. Survive. Exactly. That's totally right. And I think that brings us to our topic of the day, our top six tips for surviving a recession. Now, for starters, let's define what a recession is. So I just Googled this. And according to Investopedia.com, a recession refers to a significant decline in general economic activity in a designated area. According to Investopedia, it usually refers to two consecutive quarters of economic decline as reflected in GDP. Now, after I saw that, I then went to the National Bureau of Economic Research, and they define a recession as a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy, lasting more than a few months, not just two quarters, but just more than a few months, and it's normally visible in the real GDP, real income, employment, industrial production, and wholesale slash retail sales. So kind of going at the same thing. It's just seeing 
a decline in economic activity across, you know, the whole economy. And we usually see it in layoffs, inflation, sales at stores going down, industrial production slowing down, everything like that. There's this a general decline in economic activity. And I think this recession is very interesting in the sense there is a general decline typically when there's a recession, but Wall Street Journal did report actually today, I think I saw a headliner that the U.S. economy has added 372,000 jobs in June of 2022, which is the year we're in, uh, extending a streak of gains despite signs of slowing economic growth. So it's, it's really weird, right? Like we have slowing economic growth, but then on the other end, it doesn't seem too bad. So it's hard to tell. I really think this recession is definitely inflation driven and it'll be different than anything we've seen in the past. Like, I don't think everybody's thinking recession. I think in our lifetime, the last time we lived through a recession was probably 2008, but it's not the same. It's just because it's happening and you're hearing about it. There's it's different. Yeah. And I think the biggest difference between this recession in 2008 is that 2008 was really caused by the housing crisis, which was banks giving out subprime loans, which was they were giving out housing loans to people who couldn't technically afford it. So there's just a lot of people having more house than they could afford. And then when we adjusted for what the house should be or what they should be paying on a monthly basis, people couldn't afford their homes suddenly. However, now, the issue with the housing crisis is not that people can't afford their homes and that there's a ton of subprime loans. It's that the demand for housing has gone through the roof and the supply is low. So that's caused an inflation in housing. And I think, you know, now we're seeing inflation across the whole economy. Yeah, for sure. I think we can get into our top six, right? We mentioned earlier we're going to walk through. Um, the first one is we've talked about it before in previous episodes. We've both talked about it on our Instagrams, but number one, first and foremost, make sure your emergency fund is fully funded. The ideal number that people say is about three to six months of your expenses. You can determine what makes sense for you depending on your lifestyle, but ideally in the situation, if you were to lose your job, which I hope to God you don't, then you have enough money to cover yourself until you can find a new one. Totally. Our number two tip. Stay invested and keep investing. As long as your portfolio is diversified and you're investing for the long term, there is no reason to sell any of your shares. And just a quick note, technically, you're not losing money until you realize your losses. Or put another way, you don't lose money until you sell your shares. If you are just holding your shares, the value of your share has just gone down but you can just keep holding, wait out the recession, wait for your shares to go back up and then sell for a profit later on. And also if you're invested in index funds, that counts as diversification. An index fund holds pieces of shares across a whole market. Usually we see index funds that have shares across a whole S&P 500 or the Dow, whatever it is. If you're holding index funds, you are technically diversified. I think there's a statistic out there that on average, people who stay invested for 15 plus years have a 95% or more chance of making money. So as long as you wait out this recession, you hold your stocks for more than 15 years, you're going to be just fine. This is just a bump in the road and you need to just keep course, keep on keeping on, stay invested. 
All right, number three, assess the riskiness of your current job situation. So if you feel like your job is at risk, update your resume, poke around. Uh, while I do think it's not as hot as, as it was a couple months ago, it's, it's still good and you might be able to find something. So it could be worth it. And then second is know your COBRA benefits. So these benefits are uh, when you receive coverage from your employer after you've been laid off. So it's really interesting, actually. This even can happen if you're changing jobs and your health insurance hasn't kicked in yet. So in my example, my mom changed jobs. So there was no period where she didn't have a job, but she changed jobs and her new job wasn't necessarily offering her health insurance right away. She had to wait like 90 days, but that meant I didn't have health insurance. And so through her employer, her new employer, they covered Cobra. And it's crazy because the Cobra was actually her old company's health insurance plan. So it's just a whole thing. It's a government program and they kind of make it so healthcare is accessible even if you've changed jobs for a few months. I think Cobra can be expensive so definitely look into that see if there's other options but it is a good option for some people if you are in between jobs and definitely like need health insurance for a family. Number four assess your budget especially with inflation you know going through the roof some items are becoming more expensive than we're used to so if you find that inflation starts really eating at your budget, then take some time to assess your budget and find any frivolous spending in there that you can potentially cut out. This could be like unused subscriptions. Like I have a subscription to this one app that I like hardly use. And I know that if I need to cut back, that's the first subscription I'm getting rid of. If you have a gym membership or... I guess like any other membership, like a country club membership that you just really don't use enough, then think about cutting it out of your budget too. Yeah, it's prioritization, right? Like if your lifestyle were to change, what's the first thing you could think of that you could live without? Yeah. And I also think frivolous spending includes like buying, I'm going to call it like toys, but like if you're thinking about buying like a motorcycle, just because you've always wanted to buy a motorcycle, maybe that's something that you delay a little bit because we're paying inflated prices right now and our wages have not caught up to this inflation quite yet. Now, we don't want you to have to cut your spending if you don't have to, but if you do feel inflation hitting you kind of hard, it might be a good thing to consider. Yeah, and the fifth tip we have is upskill at your current job. Make yourself more valuable and less replaceable, whether that's taking on more responsibility, figuring out if work will pay for some sort of certification, or a training program or anything out there, just try to see like, okay, how can I make myself more valuable? And one thing that I personally have really benefited from career-wise is consistently asking for feedback and figuring out, okay, like how can I grow more here? How can I be more valuable to you? And I think a lot of that comes, it's like when you ask someone for anything, even if you're setting up a meeting with them, if it's like a manager or somebody higher than that, it's, I do think it's important that if you're taking their time and connecting with them and networking with them, you're not just getting to know them, but also if you have capacity at your job, ask, hey, is there anything I can do for you or help you, right? That helps you stand out in my experience. And number six, keep calm and don't read any of those fear-mongering articles online. There are so many clickbaity articles just like trying to instill fear in consumers about this recession going on. And really, you don't have much to fear about. This is just a decline in economic activity. Just keep on staying your course. Assess your budget if you need to. Keep investing. If you lose your job, 
go get your Cobra, have your resume updated. You're going to be just fine. Don't worry. Life is good and hopefully it continues to be good. And if it's not good, it'll get better. This will pass. This is just a hard, slow down period in the economy and you don't need to worry. Tune out the haters, keep your head down, stay focused and worry about yourself. I recently called my dad because he obviously was an adult, like a full-fledged adult during the 2000s. real person. <laughs> yeah. We weren't real people. We were in sixth grade when that crisis happened. But I called him to ask him about his feelings towards the 2008 recession and like if he changed anything. And he said that he really wasn't worried. He said that his investments did go down a lot. He didn't let that really influence him. He kept investing money during that period. And then he also told me that during that time, he was considering delaying any big ticket purchases. So if we had like a home project we wanted to do, he was looking to delay that like a year or two. He was also saying that like if he was looking to get a car during that period, he would have delayed. Well, I mean, even now, like used cars, cars in general, they're, they're very expensive right now. They're probably at their high. Yeah. And when you buy goods now at the inflated price, like, you know, that takes a really big hit because not only are you paying more for it than it normally would have cost, there's also the opportunity cost of you could have invested that money during this down period to then profit in the future. So whenever he had a big ticket purchase, he's trying to funnel the funds into investments. To close this out, Maven and I thought it would be fun to share a money move from the week. So let's see, for me... I had a couple of money moves. I entered the lottery, the Broadway lottery, and I think they have it for multiple cities. So even if you're listening and you're not in New York City, there are other ways you can enter it. You literally just Google the name of the show and lottery, and then you can enter online. So I won Book of Mormon, and I I got to see it for $45, $45, which is a steal. The seats were incredible. The show was incredible. Totally recommend if you're into plays. I love plays. Probably one of the best parts about being in New York is they're accessible. But that was one. Another one was I actually put $1,000 total in two of my robo funds, one in my Roth and one in my, I have an ESG uh, portfolio uh, type of robo investor account with Wealthfront. So I put $500 there. I was pretty happy about that. I didn't know you had an ESG account. That's so cool. Yeah, they have like an ESG portfolio type uh, type of option. So I, I'm playing around with that. I really like it so far. I actually gave a presentation recently on wallet activism at a conference called the Young Janes of America. So I screenshot it, the picture of you at your presentation. I was going to put it on our Instagram. So oh, everyone- nice. That's awesome. And then the third thing was I actually bought a flight to Miami. I was supposed to see the weekend in New York City with my friends at Madison Square Garden. Then he canceled his tour. And then I looked at it and I think gas prices have gone down. So today was a good day to buy a flight. It wasn't it wasn't expensive at all. And I get to see my friends and we're gonna go see the weekend in Miami because I had an extra ticket and I was like gonna go, but then I was like, ah, like maybe I shouldn't go. And then today I just Full send. So just to be clear, our podcast is about making money, saving money, but also it is 100% okay to spend your money. And then that being said, Maeve, you've been doing some big stuff lately. What about your big money moves? Oh my God. 
feel like I've been doing so much. I really like yours though. The Broadway one is so key. I feel like you've really found a way to make the most of living in New York on a budget. Oh, totally. I love New York. People say New York is expensive, but that's just because they don't know where to look, in my opinion. Yeah. You're basically an influencer at this point. <laughs> I wish. I'm not getting paid like an influencer, but I I like to educate the people. <laughs> a recent money move of mine. So I recently got promoted, which was really exciting. And with that, I got a raise. And I try to max out my 401k every year. You usually pick a percentage of your paycheck that goes towards your 401k. But now with my raise, I don't have to contribute as much from each paycheck to max it out. So my recent money move is I got to decrease my traditional and my Roth 401k contributions. And I then increase my mega backdoor Roth IRA contributions, which we'll get into like what that is in another episode. But it was kind of exciting because now it doesn't take as much to max it out, you know, and the extra money that I'm now getting from each paycheck, I was able to just funnel it into more investments. So that was fine. Oh, another money move of mine. I recently went on a two week trip to Europe, which was so fun. And I wanted books to read. So instead of buying books, I have a Kindle and I downloaded the Libby app on my phone which is a library app for getting ebooks. I checked out six books from the library and they were all due within three weeks. But what you do is I check out the books, I put them on my Kindle, and then I put my Kindle in airplane mode and I get to keep them for as long as I'm in airplane mode. So I now have six books to read all for free. Dude, that is so sneaky. I know, I know. I don't think the library system was ready for me. I'm dead. Also, when I want to read a book, but it's not available at the library, I always request them to buy it for me so then I can read it for free and I don't have to pay for it. Ooh. It's a waiting game, though. You got to be patient. Yeah. But the library has approved 100% of the requests I've put in. There you go. You're their favorite customer. (laughs) Probably the most needy customer, too. (laughs) Most people, when their book is in the library, they just move on they go buy the book you know and here I am I'm like no I don't pay with that I think we can close out what do you think yeah yeah so if you like this podcast please rate review subscribe do it all the big trifecta the big kahuna do it all for us we'd really appreciate that you can do it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you are listening to us on it'd be much appreciated yeah and the way this these platforms work are the more you guys like subscribe comment and give it a five-star rating then spotify apple will naturally show it to other people so please it'll do us a great big of help of helping us grow organically and if you like it please do if you don't like it you'll feel free to give us feedback <laughs> if you don't like it, our emails in the description you can email it us and you know we'll we'll take your feedback No one has emailed us yet, so I'd be surprised. All right. Thanks, guys. Come see you next week. Bye.